Nebraska on Tap, the source for everything educational and informational about groundwater in agriculture. If you are an ag producer or a citizen of Nebraska, this show is made for you by the Middle Republican Natural Resource District. Now it's time for our weekly show, hosted by Heather Disming. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of Nebraska on Tap. Today we are going to talk about weeds, and this brings up a funny childhood memory for me because when I was growing up, I lived next to Kelly Pop, and Keela and I would always pick all these crazy weeds, and he'd be like, well, it's a weed, but it's also a flower, and a weed's just a flower where you don't want it. So <laughs> Todd's going to talk to us all about those flowers where we don't want them, and some of these things are definitely not flowering, so a few different things now <laughs> than in previous times when it comes to weed management here in Nebraska. Um, Todd Bowler is there in Fillmore County, which is just south of York. It's in Geneva. He's going to talk to us a little bit about some of the reparatin vegetation management, continuing education classes, some of the noxious weeds that are here in Nebraska, and then also how these things affect the livestock and then how we as citizens of Nebraska and landowners of Nebraska and farm operators of Nebraska and cattle ranchers of Nebraska can all step in to take hold of some of these invasive and obnoxious weeds that can get into our livelihood when it comes to livestock and waterways and everything like that. So let's get into that conversation I had with Todd here in just a second. Okay, I'm Todd Bowler. I'm the Fillmore County Weed Superintendent for uh, here in Geneva, Nebraska. I've, I've spent 15 years here. Uh, for 10 years before that, I was assistant out in Lincoln County with their noxious weed department. And that's kind of where I got baptized in all the riparian weeds was out in that area. Um, I sit on the North American Invasive Species Management Association board and am co-chair of the Weed-Free Products Committee uh, for that. And I also work with Nebraska Legislative Committee and the Education Committee and also uh, been past president of the Nebraska Weed Control Association. Very awesome. And you said you've been dealing with weeds for 25 years? Yes, that is correct. It, it's been a, it's been a joy for 25 years. There's always something new coming down the pipe. So, <laughs> right. Well, again, I'm so glad to have you here with all the knowledge that you hold. Tell us a little bit about um, some of that reparatin vegetation management that you've been involved in with getting the weeds off the waterways. Okay. Well, it all started back in 2007 when uh, Senator, uh, one of the senators seen a need to get funding to control this vegetation that we had been watching, but it hadn't been de declared noxious as of yet. And so uh, once, when that legislation came around and provided $3 million that we were able to turn around and leverage with partnerships with the NRDs and, and many other groups in order to expand that money and get a lot of the initial work done on the over-appropriated river systems here in Nebraska. And since then, we've had several other rounds of legislation that has provided funding to concentrate on these riparian areas. And currently, we are working with Senator Eibach, and she has got a bill, legislative bill 218, that should be hitting the floor this year to provide some more funding as well. Because it's great with all the new technology like the drones 
And yes. you guys have the water boats as well. Yes. Uh, the first ones that we employed were the helicopters. And it was a service out of Kansas that came up and did a lot of work for us. And since then, we've been able to find other companies that, that also do the work on the river systems. And then the airboats have been a, a great help. And the drones, as of late, have just been just an excellent tool to get into those areas that the bigger equipment cannot get. That's nice. You can really get precise in that area. And then if it's got the fun camera on it, you can always be like, oh, there you are. I'll get you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what they can see below. Sometimes they can't see those trees above them and then those become an issue. But um, no, they've always, the work that has been done with those has just helped us eliminate a lot of smaller populations that help seed the bigger population. So it has definitely been a savior for us. Hot topic, noxious weeds are salt cedar and the Phragmites. And then yes. what other ones have you noticed? Um, you know, it, it's not a noxious weed, but it's been uh, one that's been encroaching in a lot of areas of cedar trees. Honey locust trees have been one as well. But we're also seeing some of those ornamentals that are in gardens starting to escape out of those gardens like pampas grass. Uh, in a lot of yards, it's a big, beautiful bunch grass, but those can start escaping and crawling down into the ditches and, and therefore into the waterways as well. And Phragmites kind of resembles a pompous grass a little bit, would you say? Yes, it does. It does. The only difference is, is where pompous bunches just grows in a clump and spreads by seed. Uh, Phragmites will spread by your rhizomes, your seed, your tubers. I mean, just it is a prolific spreader. It's very aggressive, too. What is it? Uh, the shoots shoot off uh, 12 inches every day or... Well, it, it's, uh, you know, that, that hasn't really been nailed down to the exact science, but they, I mean, what we see is that the patch will triple in size if not treated, and that's per year. And so, and that is with those runners that run out, they run out, and every 12 inches on those nodes will put down a new root system and then just start that process all over again. And then even if it's mowed, pieces can regenerate as well. Right. It's like, I'm going to thrive. And you're like, no, it's no, you're not. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, that's where the battle ensues. And, <laughs> and then what other, what other garden plants have you noticed spreading out into like pastures and stuff? Um, as for pastures, um, like your wild carrot, Queen Anne's lace is what it's called. We're starting to see that expand a lot more out into fields. There's several other, uh, purple loosestrife that is now a noxious weed that has been been around that started out as an ornamental in the gardens and has really we know in areas we take out the phragmites that'll fill in and then you have to take that out in order to get to the native vegetation that the seed still lies there with but but those are probably the two biggest ones that we're seeing expand out of garden areas right so what a process so you really need the help of the landowner or the person farming that land to really help out with controlling all of these, especially if you go through and take one out and then the other one comes in and says, oh, thanks. Yes, and we still get calls all the time. Oh, this is such a beautiful plant. Can I pick some? And we're like, no, please, we cannot move that seed anymore. But, and that's something where we have to do a better part of educating the, the landowners. And, and with the help of all these other agencies that are involved too, I think the word is really getting out of there, getting out. Yeah. And you do some continuing education classes, right, Todd? 
Yes, we do. We provide uh, the weed superintendents, which each county is by state law has to have a weed superintendent. And so we provide 20 hours of continuing education a year, but we double that and give 40 because we realize people cannot get every training. So we do four trainings a year to educate the weed superintendents, and that's bringing in professional speakers as well as doing some in-house speakers from those of us that have been around years and have a specialty. And and so we really try to keep that education of our people up so we can turn around and educate the people within our counties. And what are some of the really woe, noxious weeds that can affect the prairie land that you're like, this needs out? ASAP. One that we've been battling for years is leafy spurge. And leafy spurge is one that you have to stay vigilant on. Um, if, if you take a year off, it's right back to square one generally. And, you know, we're still using the same old chemicals that we would use. There hasn't been a new one labeled for pastures uh, for quite some time. But it is one of those that unless you stay on it's just like canada thistle they spread by rhizomes that root system is extensive and it once it gets a foothold it gets really hard to kill and i see that there are 12 weeds that are very uh, noxious to nebraska on your list so you mentioned the the canadian thistle the leafy spurge musk thistle plumless thistle spotted knapweed Diffuse yes. knapweed, purple loose trife, salt cedar, phragmites, a Japanese knotweed, giant knotweed, and the other one I have a hard time pronouncing, liposoda. Yeah, uh, Cerisia lespediza. Yes. And where does that one come out of? That one is, it's actually used on the crop in the southern part of the United States where the drier areas is. It was kind of, as long as it's fed early um, or cows can eat on it early, it is edible. But once it hits to about, you know, your 8, 10 inch height, it becomes very woody and the cattle do not seem to like to graze it up here. And it will absolutely take over a pasture area too. It, I mean, once... Once it gets into like your hay field, and we see it a lot on the corners of irrigated land, once it starts going, it is tough to stop. Clearly, if it's going to make an impact on what your cows are eating and you want your cows to go out to the pasture, then it's definitely something you need to be vigilant of. Yes, because sure. it'll, it, it'll grow a canopy and it'll end up out competing the grass. So you just lose that much more forage. When a farmer or rancher sees this, what are some steps they should take? Should they contact the the weed board um, of their county or should they contact um, their fertilizer? Yes, um, you know, if they if they have the ability and they recognize what it is to, to go ahead and find the, the proper chemical, um, which there's a lot of information out there through the university, um, as well as reaching out to their weed superintendent that can give them a control recommendation. But but if they cannot spray themselves, some counties do provide spraying service or can hook you up with a spraying service to get on that particular problem. Going back to the Reparatin vegetation management, how have you seen your guys' tackling of those weeds that are absorbing a lot of that water help with downward flows? Like, you know, for instance, we're in the Republican 
river so yep. everybody on a weed board knows about the republican river situation yeah. so and that's one of my favorite to share about too is just the success that we had on the republican you know kansas was suing nebraska for 70 million dollars and we were able to get that reduced to five million just by doing the work you know getting rid of those huge infestations of the phragmites particularly at that time that was choking down the system it was even choking down that river enough that they let out 300 CFS uh, cubic feet per second of water from the dam there at Harlan County, and it would flood certain farm grounds. And so by removing that vegetation to get that water flow to go on down to Kansas, you know, now that it can handle well over 700 cubic feet per second without spilling over. So are that plant drinking up the water and then also pushing it out off the riverbed so it doesn't get down the channel created a big issue and so the the initial legislation that came through that provided that funding and and we were able to get so much work done uh, it has really helped the water flow and to keep you know our irrigators happy as well keeping water in that river so when the plants absorb the water from the river they just use it themselves right it doesn't go anywhere past that yep it just doesn't go anywhere past that. It, it'll evaporate up into the sky. And if we're lucky, some will come down as rain. Uh, it tends to be hit and miss in Nebraska for some reason. But <laughs> um, it it's definitely uh, a prolific drinker. I mean, you break that plant open, you're going to see water inside that plant. Yeah. It's just a hollow plant, and it, it holds so much water. Might as well take it off the river, then, if it's only just yep. being selfish and keeping it for itself. I guess let's talk about how people can in get involved with their local weed boards in Nebraska. Yep. Um, you know, weed boards, uh, any county board meeting or weed board meeting is open to the public. Uh, you're welcome to come in. And if you have concerns and that, you know, maybe your weed superintendent has not heard about it, reach out to them and or come to a meeting, uh, the weed management areas that are started in Nebraska as well. And you can find those, uh, if, if you're lucky enough to get the Weed Watch magazine, that has all those weed management areas listed. Those are also public meetings and we welcome the public to be involved with that. And in order to get, you know, more projects done and, and, and landowners can share what they've learned with other landowners and, and really get that message out there on what these plants are doing to our to our native water systems waterways and and even just upland sites and you guys just had your 31st annual conference in october for three days yes actually that was that was the north american invasive species management conference which was uh, nebraska and in kansas and in this area kind of led the way on getting this group uh, started and uh, it was started out as a weed management group and now it covers all taxa so the fish and the animals too but uh, we just had that and so it brought in people all across united states canada uh, guam we're, we're now getting mexico as a part of that too to help uh, spread the word but nebraska is really kind of leading the way with success stories about the work that we've been doing with, within our water systems well that's awesome well and especially with somebody like you so passionate on the board you know it makes a huge difference yeah it's it's something that you know if you got a passion for it there there's it's always changing it's always interesting but if you 
you know, I'm a weed nerd is what I like to call myself. <laughs> I, I just, anything to do with it, you know, I've been, since I was a kid, my dad put a shovel in my hands, had me out digging thistles. Um, and I just apparently loved it so much. I decided to make a career of it. Yeah, I know. Thistles are fun to dig too. Cause you're like, am I going to get poked or am I not going to get poked? We're going to find <laughs> out today. Yeah, man, it's a free workout, too, so we'll take it. I know, right? Your lower back's like, hey, hit up that icy hot after this, please, thanks. Yeah, One more thing in the weed watch here. Um, I have the magazine. This yellow loose strife that's been found in Nebraska, how is that able to be managed, you know, getting a jump on it since you guys just found it? Okay, um, so the yellow flag iris, I think, is what we mean there, right? Um probably you're more okay. knowledgeable on it it just says yeah. yellow loose strife but it okay can... uh, yeah it should be yellow flag iris on okay. that and and we're really seeing that like uh up at agate uh fossil beds up there they had a, a huge deal and so that was kind of used as the testing site to see what was going to work they had high school kids come out and try to trample it down the best thing we have found that works is chemical Mm -hmm. um on that and so using like the same chemicals that we're using for phragmites and purple loose strife um and that has been helping to control it we do have quite a population around north Platte, but i know that weed superintendent out there is doing a great job on on getting control work done on those um it's another ornamental that that has escaped and i still see people talking about water irises and that it really makes me wonder well what kind do we have here but but um as long as you know some chemical is usually put on it uh it it, that's about the best way that we have found to manage it so far good good and um also just so if anybody knows if they're on youtube watching this i have pictures i'll be putting pictures up of all these weeds so they can identify them otherwise they can visit the website as well to find those too and i'll put that yep. on there for everybody as well so they know what they're looking for when they're out in the pasture okay if they do not know who their weed superintendent is as well you can get on neweed.org and it has all the county weed superintendents listed there and you can reach out to your local weed superintendent awesome and anything else you kind of want to add into this todd or you feel like you want to say <laughs> I just want to say thanks to the Nebraska Association of NRDs and have been a great support on any legislation that has been brought forth to control these weeds. Um, We appreciate the partnership that the NRDs uh, have with the Nebraska Weed Control Association. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And I really appreciate all the knowledge that you were able to give to us in just a short amount of time since this is your passion. Yep, I I love to do what I do, and people are more than welcome to reach out to me as well. All right, perfect. Thank you again, Todd, for being our guest this week on Nebraska On Tap. And again, to everybody who's listening, if you have a passion for weed control or if you are in the ag community or if you're not even in the ag community but you have a passion for weed control, please reach out to your local weed board or weed superintendent of the county to figure out how you can become a member of the weed board, how you can help out at any time and point, and then also how you can not make more problems 
by making sure everything that you have in your garden stays in your garden. With all these reparatin issues when it comes to the waterways, how you can be active in making sure and managing those areas if you do own a piece of property along the riverway as well. So I hope everybody enjoyed this show. Again, don't forget to like and subscribe to us on our YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and then you can always go to www.nebraskaontop.com and find episodes there as well. So I hope everybody has a great rest of the week and we will talk to you later. Later.